millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, and then make them fight for our amusement. I am thrilled to be back here with my usual co-host on this podcast, Mr. Ken Knapsack. I don't like to consider myself the co-host of this <laughs> show, Joseph. I consider it a guest that wouldn't leave. I think that's appropriate, too. You are like the uncle on the couch that was having a hard time and just <laughs> moved in. <laughs> kind of more true than the fans realize. <laughs> so I, we had great fun doing the live episode at Convergence that mm-hmm. we did before this. I think that's the first one that I did, though, without you. 
I think it is. Yeah. And you know what? My ego's in check. The show was spectacular. Oh, well, thank you. And I don't think I always need to be the guest that doesn't leave on here, but I enjoy fighting <laughs> on Databank Bro. Excellent. And you, you always have great insights uh, on the, the characters <laughs> and looking them up on the old Google box and giving us more yes. information. Yes. Uh, so I think we're just going to get right into it today. We have yeah. a first combatant mm. who has been on my list for a long time Ooh. and has been requested a lot uh, by mm. people who tweet in to Force Center Pod uh, and use the hashtag Databank Brawl and tell us who they'd like to fight. Uh, this person has been suggested multiple times. It is Chairman Papanoida. Chairman Papanoida. Now, I, can, I, right off the bat, do you know? Absolutely know who it is. It All is, right. It is George Lucas himself. That's right. It's Blueberry George mm-hmm. Lucas. It is Veruca Salt George Lucas <laughs> after he ate the gum. Uh, <laughs> Full name. Well, I'm gonna. I, you start. Yeah. Here, here. Because this is how yeah. the show works, people. Yeah. So we read the host, the official databank brawl. A uh, databank brawl. Now I'm just saying the name of my podcast. The official databank entry from StarWars.com, and usually they have some kind of interesting, very full of flavored text that lets mm-hmm. us know what Lucasfilm really thinks of this character. Not as much with old Chairman Papanoida, so we're going to be relying on the Google box to get a little bit more flavor. Here's what StarWars.com has to say about him. Papanoida became chairman of Pantora. (laughs) So a heavy metal planet. I'll start over. Papanoida became chairman of Pantora after the death of Chicho. When he refused to join the Separatists, they blockaded Pantora and hired the bounty hunter Greedo to kidnap Papanoida's daughters. Unwilling to wait for Coruscant law enforcement or the Senate to help, Papanoida took it on himself to solve the kidnapping and rescue his children. Now, that's fun, that's great, but it's mostly narrative, mm-hmm. and there's nary a wink or nod to the fact that this is the creator, <laughs> that this is the role created by George Lucas. For those of you not in the know, he was in the background of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. attending the opera, the ballet, the dance of the bubble that uh, <laughs> Palpatine and Anakin had their great discussion in. What does, uh, what does the Google box have to help us out? So you look these guys up on... I'm Wookie- fascinated. Wikipedia, which is just lawless land. Lawless land. There's so. Did this character appear <laughs> in Clone Wars? Yes, that's what all of this text is referring so, to. So that is, is he had this canon? whole big. Oh, it's canon. Well, it's Why canon. Why did I be- miss this? It's canon because he appeared in Revenge of the Sith, and yeah. then he has uh, this very long story arc. In the Clone Wars, and I think pops up a couple other times randomly, but he has this whole story but, arc dedicated to him. Okay. Uh, Wait I, a denial minute. is a possibility that you simply block this out. Wait a minute. I mean, the Clone Wars gets confusing because the story's out of order and you have to go watch the the real order. Yeah. I have no memory. You have no memory I've of seen this? this episode. And oh. I've seen every episode of Clone Wars. It's multiple episodes. Uh, and it has Greedo in it. It has the weird inspector character who's kind of like an old 1940s character actor character. Do you remember that guy? Yes. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but as yeah. soon as they add him to the databank, we'll, we'll yeah, throw him yeah. in an He'll episode. fight. He'll be dead. Yeah, and they got the cop robots that are on Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it is, uh, uh, this is a, a an episode that Padme is involved in quite a bit because it's more on the political side of things. Yes. Okay, little uh, memories of that. Yeah, because the great anthology series of Clone Wars, sometimes you'll get three episodes of intense, amazing Jedi action. Sometimes you'll get deep philosophy about the meaning of the Force. And then you'll get three episodes of <laughs> Greedo kidnapping Chairman Papanoida's children for political gain. 
you know. I can't believe I can't believe I have no memory of this. <laughs> you must have blocked it out, or something. I had took, to have blocked it someone out. Someone took your memories. They're not. I don't think they're bad episodes. They're if you if you're like, hey, you know what? It's Saturday morning. I got my cereal. Uh, maybe I have a mimosa, and I'm ready to watch some Clone Wars, like it's Saturday morning cartoons, and you're hoping for some lightsabers, and then you get the creator painted blue. <laughs> Meh. Maybe not as exciting. I mean, I'm looking at the picture of him from the show. He's firing blasters. He's, he's firing pretty, blasters. He's pretty active uh, for, for you know, obviously this is the character. It's not George Lucas. But in our mind, it's George Lucas. That's I why have, people yeah. were excited. I have to question everything about myself as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm very familiar with him just by name. In as I recognized it right away. I know yeah. the scene in Revenge of the Sith when uh, Anakin Skywalker runs past him up yep. to talk to Palpatine. Yeah. So what does, does Wikipedia have any information about his height, his weight? Yes, sir, they do. He is uh, a Pentorian, as you said, male, 1.77 meters tall, okay. 81 kilograms. Uh, hair color, blue. Eye color, black. Skin color, a blue. <laughs> and uh, I know we like to pull a quote. Does mm-hmm. he have a quote? Like, hey, you can't do that, or not my daughter, not It's time. actually one of his children, I believe his daughter, Che Amanwe Papanota. That sounds right. To Greedo, my father's a powerful man. If you hurt me or my sister, you'll be dead. All right. Because he can write you out of cannon. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so uh, by including uh, yeah. the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith in canon, it, mm-hmm. uh, George Lucas is enshrined forever as a part of canon. If I'm remembering these episodes correctly, uh, he was portrayed as a good man, yes. a good politician, cared about his own planet, cared about the fate of the galaxy, only used violence as a last resort, only went outside of the system because the Senate was such a horrific mess. So he was a, a good guy. Yeah, he was so I'm sort of here. Yeah, you yeah. Right. Like so, he was sort of like Bail Organa, but with like a horrible skin condition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> former playwright. I love it. A former playwright. That's what it says. That's here. what it says there in Wikipedia. Baron Natalisky Papanota was a Pentorian statesman and playwright. Oh well. Uh, and it goes on to say down here, lover of the performance arts. Right, uh, he we went get to the. That. He was once a humble playwright on his homeworld of Pantora and had a number of hits that became immensely popular among his people. The success of his plays helped fund Papanota's growing entertainment empire. Well, okay, so that's important information. And Papanota himself became an influential trade guild baron. Because All of right, a trade guild baron. Okay, so normally I try to stick to the databank, but I gotta admit the databank kind of kind of let me down. So we got to <laughs> yeah. we got to go to a, this is going to be a little bit of Wikipedia brawl. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to that because that's some great information. That playwright, trader in information, because he he, called, he was a little like Varys, a spider from Game of Thrones, was able to cultivate his information network that some claimed even rivaled the famed Bothan Spinet. Oh, really? Yeah. So it could have been many Papanoidas died mm-hmm. to bring mm-hmm. us this information. It could have been. Inter- except for maybe he'll die today <laughs> when he faces his combatant. Yes. Uh, are you ready for a second challenger? I am. It is a battle droid. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mic just dropped on that one. It dropped, and it, the mic looked like the head of a battle droid. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked a while back when we got together with Mark Ellis, and we just had a random First mm-hmm. Order flame trooper. And just, yeah. Just one of them. Who cares? They don't always have to be a specific character. So this is a battle droid. Right. And, of course, the databank has entries for battle droids. As it should. So here we go. This one's got a little bit more flavor. 
Rather than use flesh-and-blood warriors, the Separatists prefer mindlessly loyal soldiers that are easily controlled. The soulless ranks of their armies are dominated by tall, thin B-1 battle droids built as mechanical imitations of their Geonosian designers. Hmm. Battle droids can be controlled by centralized command centers such as the Trade Federation's enormous droid control ships or programmed for independent action. They often suffer programming glitches that manifest as personality quirks. Battle droids are dim-witted and no match for clone troopers or Jedi, but they weren't designed to be smart. They were designed to overwhelm Republic civilians through sheer numbers, something they do very effectively. Hmm. There's a lot of interesting things in that. This is basic. This their entry is basically a battle droid apologist perspective. <laughs> like we're going to make sense of that. We're going to cover that up, we're, which I really like. Actually, I like. I like. Uh, I'm not. Unfortunately, not getting on this particular entrance. Uh, not getting a lot of uh, sizes and all that kind of stuff. Okay, they just are. They just are. Well, how do you? Let me ask you some questions while you're yeah. looking things up there on the Google box. How do you feel about the idea that they're supposed to look like Geonosians? I don't. Um, get that? I get the head shape. The head? Because the Geonosians have the thin, kind of thin uh-huh. necks and then the little bit uh, longer so tapered faces. Battle droids don't have little flappy wings, number that's, one. That's but, true. Um, the heads make sense. I'm picturing Poggle the Lesser right now, yep. and I can yep. see it. Um, the spindly little wiry arms yep. make some sense. Fair I can, enough. I can get behind Fair that. Fair enough. Yeah, I like it. Okay, it's, it's I'll okay. buy it. It's an okay retcon. It's a yeah. good retcon. Yeah. Uh, it's canon because it's on Databank. Yeah. Uh, and then I do really like that the uh, programming glitches oh. manifest as personality quirks. Right. Particularly in the Clone Wars animated series, mm-hmm. there's they rely on some battle droid humor a lot early on. Yeah, which at first got on my nerves. Then I started to kind of the second time I watched it, I was kind of enjoying it's, it, and I felt guilty. I I'm felt o- dirty. I'm okay with it in the Clone Wars because it seems like well, okay is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. I can live with it in the Clone Wars because it it they're very aware of the reaction to both the prequels and the battle droids specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever really discussed it, but I f- was had an ominous sense going into Phantom Menace once the <laughs> crawl came and once the crawl ended, and it seems like I got something so normal to Jedi landing with permission and having some tea. Yeah. Um, so I'm already dubious. There's already a little weird feeling in my soul. And then the battle droids, and I was fine. The design of the battle droids, I loved them in the trailer. Yeah. When they come up and you see their head and they're, they're on the battlefield uh, getting ready. I actually had no problem going into the movie with yeah. the battle droids. It made sense to me. Oh, this is why they have stormtroopers, because the droids got it, bought into it. But it was that first, Roger, Roger, that just <laughs> threw me for a loop. And then I'm still struggling. I was like, I it was a boxing match. I got punched in the head, and I'm stammering. And it was later on, um, later on, where uh, on uh, they go back to Naboo, and the one of them uh, says, eh, well, eh, "Who are you?" Like has this moment of stammering. I'm like, "But it's a droid, right?" And I know three PO has his own personality, but I, it just came off as. A droid wouldn't stammer like that. These yeah. battle droids wouldn't stammer. And I, it, it was one of the things I, I liked least of the prequels. Yeah, I think it was one of the just uh, functional narrative problems that they are supposed to be menacing, but mm-hmm. then George is trying to do it both ways there, where they're menacing yeah. but also funny. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that the Clone Wars kind of ran with that. There's some parts of Clone Wars where I feel bad for them, where it's almost cruel. Yes. That they're clearly dumb. They're yes. clearly not capable of this. They clearly are aware that Jedi are going to murder them. <laughs> and then you've got General Grievous just going, like, go over there. There and, is some of that stuff. They're like, 
we don't want, there's a Jedi in there. We don't want to go there. And then they get cut up and it's kind of funny, but also real dark. Yeah. In a weird way. Because they know they're going to die. Yeah. There's some moments there. (laughs) There's some moments of please don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's a, it's a burgeoning part of Star Wars to have quirky battle droids left over from the Clone Wars. We have Mr. Bones. Yes. Who's been reconstructed. Mm Mm-hmm. Just watched the first episode of the Lego Freemaker Adventures. Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler, but there's another battle droid character. Not the same as Mr. Bones, but left over from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, really leaning on these ideas that I'm, I'm a quirky guy right. who never and, belonged uh, in a war. In uh, Darth Vader comic. Oh, really? They factor in a little bit at one point. Yeah, they're not as quirky. There's a little bit more uh, just normal droids. But yeah, they're there too. Oh, no, but do do they just march around and be effective? Uh, I, they, they're in a plot point with Vader, and I think Vader at first leads them or destroys them again, and it's like old times, Rannikin. <laughs> um, yeah, but they show up again. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of talked a little bit about your memories of mm-hmm. them, your reactions to them, yeah. uh, uh, or reactions to the retcon. Anything else that you want to throw out there about battle droids? No. Do you feel uh, that they should have a resurgence, that they should be uh, appearing, or, or is it time to let the battle droids go? I think it's time to let the battle droids go, but it doesn't mean that they don't have their place. Um, some tail of the tape on them, 1.93 meters. Masculine programming is their gender. Oh, okay. Sensor color, black. <laughs> Plating color, bone white or rust brown. Armament is E5 blaster rifle. Okay. And thermal detonators. Yeah. And, of course, the best dialogue in all the movies. Which is... Just all of it. <laughs> Do they have a quote there what for them? What, that? That nothing. Which I believe is a super battle choice. But <laughs> <laughs> they, okay. uh, no quote, surprisingly. Not even I think the we, infamous Roger. I think Roger. we know that is the quote. <laughs> Roger, Roger. It's addictive. All right. In that case, let us fight. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. We have Chairman Papanoida and a random battle droid. We don't know how long Chairman Papanoida lived, if he lived past the Clone War era. So we don't know if this is... This could even be pre-Clone Wars because the battle droids were rattling around. Mm -hmm. So when and where do you think this battle takes place, Ken? I think this takes place uh, after... Moments moments after the... um, Not moments, but... The days, hours after the fall of the Republic. Okay, the Republic has fallen. As it turns to the Empire is what I mean. Okay, so... So it's in those days. Right. Right after. And our battle is going to take place on Coruscant. Okay, good. Uh, Or as uh, um, uh, Jake Lloyd said, Coruscant. Um, (laughs) So it happens in those days because Baron Papanoda is obviously... Did not want to be part of the Separatists. Right. So... Um, he's in his offices on Coruscant. How do you think he feels about the fall of the Republic, the transition to the Empire? Horribly nervous. Yeah, this is he's not, a good guy. He's not what him and Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and Padme and, and others wanted. Right. Not what he wanted. Uh, so he's wary. He's in his offices. And, you know, he's a playwright, and he, he was in the holodrama business. And he's had some very popular, uh, we don't go know what they are, it's not listed here, but he had some very popular holodramas that, as we said, helped build his entertainment empire. Towards the end of days, so to speak, in the days of Revenge of the Sith, um, Papanoda wrote some uh, prequel stories to those popular mm. holodramas mm. that were not met as well by the people of Coruscant. Were there were there texts was there some subtext that was offensive to the people of Coruscant? Yeah, it was place? a political thriller that that struck too close to home and and a lot of people just wanted uh the action that his earlier holodramas presented. <laughs> they didn't want all that political subtext. Right. right. So, um <laughs> there is a knock at his door. And the knock is under the pretense that this battle droid is here to collect him for the atrocities that Papanoida perpetrated on, on the people by writing these horrible prequels. Okay, so this is a rogue battle droid because at this point the Trade Federation Army is probably right about to be shut down. Right. It's it's a rogue one. It's uh, the, the Emperor now Emperor switched to clones, but but it's part of it. I think they've got some lower level stuff. I, actually, I think it's part of it. Palpatine also needs to round up his enemies. Okay, so maybe he says, uh, uh, some of these quirky ones, Yes, the battle droids who are sentient, who are really aware of themselves, 
Yeah. I'm going to give the quirky one some missions yeah. to take care of other problems, and, and I'll win either way because either Papanoid or the Battle Droid will kill themselves. Yeah. So this is our first battle that is a direct machination mm-hmm. of Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Go now and get Papanoid. Yeah. Roger, Roger. Don't say that again. <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> Use the pretense that his prequels were bad. Do what must be done. <laughs> One of my favorite Palpatine lines. Uh, all right, so the battle droid raps on the door of our plate light. Clink, 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 clink. Yeah. Um, so I think Papanoida, he's got his children. He's got his family. He's got blasters. He's a man of action when he needs to be, but he's yeah. immediately, because he's of that. He's slow, though. Real slow, but he's immediately suspicious. Okay, yeah. It's, who 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 could that be rapping on my door as I right. finish up my latest play, which is clearly criticizing the rise of the Empire? Right, right. Very dangerous, he knows. So he calls out, ah, who's at the door? <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll point out that I absolutely want you to continue to use George Lucas's voice as... Chairman Papanoida's voice, but I think which they was, didn't do on the clone. No, I believe he was given a deep, robust <laughs> voice. But by all means, I think in our canon he should talk like George Lucas, a little bit like Lawrence Kasdan too. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that, and, and, and it comes back the answer. Uh, the droid tries to do. Uh, it's a mm, courier, <laughs> and so begins our battle. Okay, this is going to be a very squeaky, obnoxious-sounding battle, for sure. <laughs> so I think, uh, think Papanoida knows that it, he is in trouble, and yeah. he tells his daughters to run. Yes, daughters are run. They're, so Ooh. I think they're heading out, they're jumping out the Coruscant windows mm-hmm. into a, a speeder car, and they're off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think Chairman Papanoida tries to be real cool about it, and I think he, uh, he tries to line himself up against the wall, flatten himself to the best of his ability. He is a, a man of girth. Yes. He is a, a Pantoran of girth. <laughs> Pantoran of girth. <laughs> Pantoran of girth. That great heavy metal concert. Uh, he tries to flatten himself against the wall and open the door, and he's going to train his blaster on whatever mm. comes through the door. And he doesn't get a chance, because the <laughs> battle droid... Uses one of his thermal detonators to explode the door. Oh, really? So he just, so, okay, so Papanoida goes up to the door. Yeah. It blows up because <laughs> this battle droid yeah. is quirky. It's got a personality. Yeah. Clearly super violent personality. Yep. Does it, I think this, maybe this battle droid feels the wrongs that have been done to all battle droids. Oh, there's definitely, it's been really over 10 years of this. Yeah, 10 years of this BS, mm-hmm. stupid missions, manipulations, just... You know, we know that you're no good at fighting, even though we could have made you good at fighting. Right. But why don't a hundred of you go in there so 98 of you can get slaughtered? Right. And he's watched his brothers die. He's watched many of them, many of them. He's he's had to hold their severed lim- limbs in his arms and say, good night, good night. Yeah. Like it's been bad. <laughs> good night, good night. He was there on Geonosis when yeah. his best friend's head got put on C-3PO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Shouldn't have been canon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so he's, that's where he's coming from here. This is a violent battle. It's starting fast. Right. So no right away with the blow. Okay, okay. So I think that that hits Papanoida, right? I think yep. he's right away. He's got shrapnel. Oh, yeah. He's blown back a few feet. Yeah. He's bleeding a color. We don't know what. Yeah, what would be his... Mm, who knows? White? White? I don't know. Maybe. He's, yeah. It's odd. Odd to think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's bleeding. He's definitely been hit. Um, and I think, as we saw in the Clone Wars cartoon that I don't remember, he's not afraid to take action. So he's, he's well-trained on these blasters. So he starts shooting right away. Yeah, I think he rolls to his feet. Doesn't hesitate. 
Uh, you know, maybe pew, he doesn't pew, even pew. roll his feet. He rolls over to his side. I don't think he has the ability to roll to his feet. Yeah. Okay. So he rolls a little bit. Yeah. And then he fires. He's pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. In the door. Doesn't hit anything, though. Okay. And there's still smoke, debris. The droid has got enough battle trading to know that he's going to stand it back a bit. Yeah. I think this is a psycho droid. I think, like, this, the battle mm-hmm. droid is definitely, like, from an 80s movie. Like, yeah, okay, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't give a damn anymore. <laughs> so I think he sticks his little arm through the hole he blew, and just fires utterly randomly. I think he just enjoys the sounds of destruction. Yes. And he's hitting the desk with the laser blast and some, some uh, I don't think they write on paper, um, but the, the manuscript for Papanota's latest prequels is exploding in the he, air. He hits the data pad. Hits the data pad. He hits the data pad and blows up the thinly veiled attack on the rise of the empire. Right, right. And, and, uh, and Papanota screams out, My stories! <laughs> The poetry. <laughs> so um, the droid knows he's struck a chord, and he he enters the doorway. Okay. So now there, I think at this point, Papanoida, his his fury has gotten him to his feet. Yes. He is a man of uh, of patience up to a point. Yeah. And now the battle droids in the door. They're facing each other. They both have blasters. And now they're trained on each other. Yeah. And Who's a faster shot? Well, the battle droid is, but. There's this weird moment, it's almost poetic, as the smoke and dust and debris are floating through the air, um, and the, the tension is high, and these blasters are trained on each other. The battle droid, there's something deep inside his programming that he just freezes up, and it's almost as if he's seen his creator. <laughs> and it's momentary. It's yeah. deep. Music, if if you could hear music, it'd be swelling. He knows that he has been created in the image of a Geonosian. Right. And yet, this strange, hearty blue man yeah. with a white beard. Something in there. Something in there. and um, But it's momentary. Right. But it gives Papanoid enough time to act, right? He acts. He fires. Pew, pew. Hits the battle droid in the upper right torso, and Papanoida seeks cover. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, the battle droid spins. He goes down. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, uh, the battle droid uh, is extra enraged, extra full of confused He's emotions. back on his game now. Yeah. Momentary lapse, gone. It's given Papanoide some time, though, to survey his apartment in Coruscant. Yeah. And realize, I have all of this artwork everywhere. Yes. I'm going to shoot at various pieces of artwork and try to get them to fall over and hit the battle droid. Right. Yes, the first piece of art that he hits is a life-size, two-scale replica of a famous Mon Calamari water dancer. Um, I don't know the name. It's probably Tubar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hits it. And he hates to hit it. It's price. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but this is his life. This is his family. It hits it. It does fall over, but it's so big and heavy, the battle droid easily jumps out of the way. I think it, I think it takes an arm. Takes an arm? I think okay. it takes an arm I can off accept the battle that. droid. I think, not the blaster arm. No, no. But lose, I think... Oh, so he loses the arm. I think in an almost artistic way, as though this was a dance between a creator and one of its failed, mm-hmm. miserable creations, Yeah, that the battle droid is feeling both emotionally and literally physically that it is being stripped away of value. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> So it loses an arm. It goes flying away. Yeah. And at this point, Papanoida could maybe try to get away. Could maybe, maybe try to get away. Um, but I, uh, 
he's got to cut across the room and he's got to go in front of the battle droid. And he, and okay. He, he doesn't, he's not as fast as he used to be <laughs> in his young days of, of racing speeders on a desert planet. So he, he, which that's probably not canon, by the way. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't know what to do. He needs to create another distraction. Um, so he looks around for more art. I don't know if he finds anything in the immediate vicinity that can help him. Oh, yeah. You know what I think he realizes? Mm-hmm. Is I think he, he looks around. He's like, I've shot all my heavy stuff. Yeah. The only art I have left is in my soul. And oh, he thinks wow. maybe, maybe I've heard these battle droids are quirky and develop personalities. Maybe if I sing to it, <laughs> it, will, it will stop. <laughs> yeah. It's coming out. Right. So he's yeah. humming an old tune from tune. Pantora. Yes. And yes. What, how do you think the, the battle droid just lost an arm? Everything mm-hmm. is always being taken from it limb by limb. It yeah. gets taken apart and replaced. Does this music soothe it or just make the battle droid more angry? Your answer comes in one swift laser blast. <laughs> <laughs> laser strikes Papanota. In his right shoulder. Upper right shoulder. Oh, so he's matching the wounds on purpose. Yes. Doesn't take the arm, though. No. But, you know, he's got the... He's got the, uh, the, the, that, that lobby boy outfit he wears. He looks like a hotel (laughs) lobby boy. Uh, so he takes the top. He takes the top of the outfit more than the arm. Okay. Which enrages the battle droid even more. Yeah. Because, you know, and then Papanoid is still singing. (laughs) Okay, so at this point now, the goal is to just stop the singing, maybe. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Okay. But, the, but the, yeah, but Papanoida's clothes are so large. Yes. His, uh, his mass him. is large, so yeah. he can take a lot of damage. Yeah. So maybe the battle droid just throws his blaster down and says, this is a job for my one remaining arm. Actually, maybe he wants to use both of his arms. Maybe he picks up his fallen arm. Picks up his fallen arm. batters. Charges Papanoida. Charges Papanoida. And starts taking some shots. Yeah. Oh, it's ugly, folks. Yeah. And I mean, Papanoida, he, he wants to believe mm-hmm. that this will work. He saw some, some moment of hesitation yeah. earlier. He knows that there's some humanity in this droid. He, he is. And it's tough, though, because he's singing. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, die, 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 die. So they're on the ground tussling. Okay. We always seem to get this point in Daddy Big Bro where our, our Combatants are on the ground tussling. It, it's just the way of things. It's the way of the force. He's flinging that arm, trying. And some of it, it's not full contact. Papanota's hat is falling off. So the droid has trouble registering that, too. So he's hitting the hat a little bit, too. Right. The hat is squished. Let's just make this more exciting, because you're right. We end up yeah. rolling around on the ground. Yeah. And I don't think this is going to change the outcome, but just for excitement. Mm-hmm. Let's say they roll through the glass, and they shatter the glass, and they fall through the air mm. and land on a car. A speeder car on Coruscant. They're still rolling, but this is far more exciting. So they land on a speeder driven by a local weak way. Excellent. Uh, And um, he doesn't know what's happened. He's just like, (laughs) why would he? (laughs) Get out of my speeder! Because he's got that real... Rebels alien voice. Yes. Um, One of my big problems with Rebels is that uh, these... Aliens all seem to have, like, I speak like this. <laughs> I speak like this. Because I'm a re- rebel. I'm a rebel villain. I'm a rebel alien. So this, this guy's like, let's go and get out of my speeder. <laughs> and they're fighting. They're still tussling away. 
Yeah, tough one away. Papanota gets a little bit of an advantage by knocking the arm loose, and the battle droid's arm goes flying out. It's gone forever. It's yeah, yeah, it's falling down the streets, Mm -hmm. down to Mm -hmm. the deepest, darkest levels Mm -hmm. of Coruscant. My arm, my arm. Okay, so Papanoida, I think, has an, a moment of, uh, of advantage where he can just throw the battle droid out of the car. Do you think mm. he does it, or do you think that he has a, a moment of, of pause, of doubt, of murdering? Here's what happens. Correct me if I'm wrong. Papanoida takes advantage. He's got a little bit of weight advantage here. He's strong. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 you don't think it, but he's strong. Lifts him up, flings him on the back of the speeder, thinks for a second... You just hear, you know that sound? There's a sound one of the battle droids makes when I think uh, in Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan takes him out. The droid himself doesn't really necessarily make it, but it's like this. <laughs> like, it hit, like it just hits a wall and goes. <laughs> he hears that sound. <laughs> yeah. And so he breathes. Like, that's the sound of a battle droid dying. <sighs> battle droid. He, <sighs> bleeding, his white blood is pouring out of his blue skin. <laughs> The weak way is like, what was that about? What are you doing? I gotta take you back. What are you? you you're gonna pay for any damage to my speeder. And then Papanoida hears this like, it's crawling its way back up. It, it its arm caught the edge of the speeder. Yeah, absolutely. It's one remaining arm. So now you have this moment where Papanoida is staring into the eyes of the battle droid and wondering, do I kill him? Yeah. Can I do it? I, th- I think Papanoida is thinking about his family. Thinking, he's thinking about his history, that he's left a legacy of art. Mm-hmm. He knows that the galaxy is going to crap. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think he can maybe do anything to change it. And maybe he just wonders for a moment, maybe the most generous, peaceful thing I could do is give my life to this little monster so it could feel a moment of peace. Mm. I, think we're, I think we're really at that crux where we need to... To decide, what who do you think should win, and then we'll narrate exactly how this happens. I think, I think, I think Papanoida has to win. You think Papanoida has to win? I think he has to win. But I'm open to what you're saying. Okay. What do you think? I think that these two combatants are more evenly matched than a lot we've had on Databank Brawl, which is uh, uh, odd, but I think the battle droid might have a tiny bit of advantage in that it is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. And that it is technically for battle. Right. It is only technically for battle. Mm-hmm. It's not equipped for battle. It threw down its blaster, which was dumb. Yeah. And now it only has one limb, and mm-hmm. it's kind of damaged from being thrown on a speeder bike. Right. But it is for battle. So it's a close one for me. But if you have a vision of Papanoida, I'm willing to go with Papanoida. Yeah. Only because it seems right because he's a family man. Fair enough. I think there's a moment of peace. Um, Papanoide maybe thinks he doesn't have it in it to kill this guy. Right. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. So the battle droid starts climbing as best he can. Um, and Papanoide fails a little bit. He, he reaches out. And I don't know why he does this, but I, we don't know why he's done a lot of the things. Well, just like done. the battle droid saw something in him, he sees something in that battle droid. Yeah. A tortured creation that should yes. never have been. An abomination. Um, pulls him up a little bit. Yeah. Actually reaches out. Maybe he's going to try to talk it through. Talk it through. And meanwhile, the weak guy's going, let that thing fall. <laughs> Get it off my speeder. You're going to pay for those scratches. Yeah. Uh, apologize to anyone listening to headphones. Um, so they're, they're eye to censor. 
receptor. Their their eye to sensor receptor. They're staring at each other. Right. Creator, playwright, artist, leader into cold hard programming and battle drive. Yep. It's a quirky quirky programming. It's a deep moment. And then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that Papanoida says we we live in a dark time, but here's my moment to mm-hmm. find peace. Right. I see a little bit of humanity in its sensor receptor. Yeah. I can give this if I give the speech of my life. Mm-hmm. Singing didn't work, but I bet if I orate like I have never orated before, yeah, it will bring peace. Yeah. And I think he launches into a, a magnificent speech about what is a soul. I think a lot of different people think that robots, droids, non-sentients don't have souls. But it is very clear that within your programming, you have feelings, you have beliefs. And I think at this point, the droid has heard this kind of garbage before. And he knows that this is, he just feels like he is being lied to. This is a bad political moment for Papanoida where he's trying to reach the truth, but he can't quite sound believable enough. And I think that the droid pretends to go along with it. He's nodding his head and saying, Roger, 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 Roger. But he is only lulling Papanoida into a false sense of security. I think he lunges at Papanoida. I think the whole car tips and spins. The weak is screaming about the various scratches on his speeder car. Get out of my painter! And the battle droid has totally, totally lost its mind. It is flailing wildly. It has ripped its own leg off while trying to get to Papanoida. That's how badly constructed the battle droids are. And Papanoida realizes, I must let it go. The battle droid has got a hold of his cloak. Papanoida rips his cloak off, wraps it around the battle droid like a burial blanket, and throws it down into the depths of Coruscant. Papanoida hangs his white bloody head in despair, knowing that this is a metaphor for the way the galaxy is going. He tried peace, and instead, it is falling to the depths. The battle droid is dead. The battle droid has died. It's very sad. He settles back into the speeder, says, can you take me back to my offices? (laughs) And the weak way looks at him and says, didn't you write those prequel holodramas? (laughs) Eat shooter. (laughs) Another fantastic, horrific battle on Data Bank Brawl. I never really know who's who's going to win. You never know. You know, it's sometimes it's about uh the physical strength and sometimes it's about the heart. It's a it's a difficult difficult decision we make every episode. <laughs> we really put ourselves into tough moral spots. We really do. We really do. Both Somebody's... deserve to live. Both deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> this one was is very deep. It was sort of like a Frankenstein and a doctor Frankenstein's monster and Frankenstein confronting one another. <laughs> The creator in the horrible abomination Uh, in finding out how they should live. Uh, You guys give us lots of great suggestions for uh, Databank Brawl. We're getting up there in episodes. I don't remember off the top of my head which episode this this is. 14? 14, I think. We've had a lot of, we've murdered a lot of Star Wars (laughs) characters. Or shamed them, at the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. we've had many, uh, many titans, many champions. Yes. Uh, it's going to take some time to put together a little, uh, little tournament. 
but maybe we'll bring back some of our favorites and, and have uh, some matchups. So I think we're getting pretty close to that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe like the 20th episode we'll do like at least maybe not a full tournament of everybody who survived. Yeah. But like some of the interesting matchups. I like that. So it could be it could be Papanoide against Jar Jar. Yeah, you could have the, we could have the fans <laughs> vote on who they want to see yeah. of, the, of the winners. Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, so yeah. something like that is coming up. Uh, but until then, please keep uh, tweeting in if you have suggestions of characters you want to fight. Verses are great. We, it's really great when you just say, hey, I want to see this one specific character because then mm-hmm. we can kind of match it up with uh, other characters. Uh, but always hashtag tag them data bank brawl because it's much easier to find. Mm-hmm. Ken, anything you want to plug? Uh, where people can find you. Hey, follow us here on Force Center, as you said, and uh, me, Ken Napsok, across all social media platforms, uh, including Snapchat, but not Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> you'll find me there. And uh, not Star Wars Card Trader at all, either, too. Nope, nope. we got to draw the line somewhere, somewhere right? Somewhere. <laughs> you can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.